0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to Simple Truths with Steph. I'm Steph, and today, uh, we're just gonna be talking about basically like passages in the Bible that comfort me on my hard days. Because I've been having a lot of hard days recently. I'm not gonna lie, and um, these are passages that like I come back to again and again and again, and they just comfort me and like bring me peace and just remind me like that everything's gonna be okay. That God has things in control, um, and so literally. I'm literally just going to be reading scripture to you, and I'm just going to let the scripture speak for itself. Um, I'm going to read. You can just listen and take it in. I don't want it to be, like, all of my thoughts. I just want it to be the scripture that really means a lot to me, and that um, encourages me, and I just want it to encourage you guys. And really, scripture has so much more to say than I ever could. You know what I mean? It's so much more powerful and true and good, and we need it so much more than, like, the words I could come up with so that's what we're gonna be doing today i'm just chilling here drinking an iced coffee with almond milk i keep almost saying oat milk but i have almond milk today with almond milk and a caramel syrup that i made and it is really good except like all the caramel syrup like settled at the bottom of it and i keep having to like really aggressively mix it to like not just get a ton of syrup at the bottom but at the same time the syrup is so delicious like i'm not mad about it anyway um it's also like a million degrees where i live not actually, but it feels like a million degrees. So if you can hear a fan going, if you can hear the birds that are singing outside of my open window, it's because your girl's trying to survive, okay? Like, these Michigan summers, don't lie. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm just going to read some some passages, and then at the end of this episode, I'm going to list, like, a handful of kind of random practical things that help me on bad days. So instead of verses, it's going to be, like, practical actionable steps and I know it's kind of weird like okay we're going from bible verses to like practical stuff but it's just how my brain worked and I didn't at first I was like oh no people aren't going to want that and I was like Steph full send it doesn't really matter this is what um really helps me and I really think it can help other people so I just wanted to start out I'm going to rapid fire a couple of shorter verses kind of as a foundation of what we're going to talk about so Psalm 8 Psalm chapter 118 verse 1 says "O oh, give thanks to the lord for he is good for His steadfast love endures forever psalm 34 verse 8 says oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him psalm 107 verses 8 and 9 says oh that men would give thanks to the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. And then lastly, Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 12 says, As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. Not one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. I bet y'all can hear the car that just went roaring past. I hope you can. not But anyway, okay. So with all those verses, I just wanted to start at the foundation of... Um, knowing that God is good on my hard days, you know, my good days (laughs) straight up every day. This is like the number one thing I remind myself of, um, when I'm like having a moment where I'm just freaking out, where I'm really stressed, where I'm, um, worrying about things. That's my big, uh, my big pitfall is just, um, anxiety. And so the first thing I always remind myself is that God is good. God is good. That alone has so much comfort in it. Um, and the second thing that goes along with that is we are not good. So to put that together, it's God is good and we are not. And that is so comforting to me. It's just, it's important to get your gaze off of yourself. Stop turning inwards, um, trying to solve yourself, heal yourself and turn outwards to God who is good and who knows what he's doing and who has a plan. Um, and whose plan is so much better than anything we could find by searching within ourselves So our self is not the answer, and I want to do a whole episode on that, just on how, you know, being obsessed with ourselves is not going to ultimately fulfill us, satisfy us, heal us, any of that, but I want to get into that in a different episode, so for now I just want to put it at, um, get the gaze off of yourself, get it onto our good God, because he is so good, he is so holy, and um, when we just turn outwards and forget about ourselves for a second, there's so much power in that, so... Um, yeah, that's just like the foundation of everything. That's, God is good and we are not. That's the first thing I remind myself of on these hard days and I really encourage you to as well. So now I'm going to read through a chapter that a ton of people just love. It's a very popular chapter, um, Romans chapter 8. This is a chapter that just, it really just hits so many different things. Really all of Romans, you guys. Whew, well, really the whole Bible, you guys, <laughs> but um, really Romans really seems to hit the spot for me at least. So um, I'm not going to read through the entire, entire thing. I'm going to kind of like read a little bit and then point the things out that like I really cling to. Um, it's just going to kind of be like a chill little read through with me pointing out a couple things. So this is Romans chapter eight, starting in verse one, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And then it goes on to talk about how those um who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to this to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. And it talks about how, um, the mind that's on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is a life of peace. And that I just love that so, so much. It's such a good reminder and it's so convicting, but it's such a loving conviction from God that it's like there's nothing you can do but be grateful for it, you know? So anyway, Romans 8 verse 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I just want to back up to there and sit there for a second because we quote this verse a lot, but I don't know if we fully understand and grasp um, what it's saying. It says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ if you have made him the Lord of your life and you have uh, surrendered to him and are living for him and are living out his word, you, you, you cannot be condemned. Uh, you are set free and you get to live a life living by the Spirit. And that is so beautiful. And this verse, um, I really cling to because in those hard days, it's really hard to want to open up. Um, for fear of being condemned, if that makes sense, for fear of being judged, for fear of being um, shamed, and for fear of feeling ashamed. But um, this is there's no condemnation for those in Christ. So we know that whatever we are going through, if we turn and we repent, there is no condemnation for us. Um, And we can go to Christ with all of those burdens. And we can even share with others and encourage them um, sharing those burdens and then sharing the truth saying, you know, I feel this way, this way, and this way, but I still know the truth is this, this, and this. Um, there's no condemnation for us. We can be open and vulnerable and transparent and real about our struggles because we know that we are, um, guilt-free in the eyes of God. That is such, such a beautiful thing. So I'm going to pick back up, um, in verse 18 of Romans 8. And it says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Holy cow, that is so good. I'm going to read it again. It says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. I literally don't have anything I could add to that. So good. I encourage you to cling to that and read that again and again until you really um, understand the brevity of it because that is just so good. All right, and then to finish up this chapter, I'm going to read through verses 31 through 39. So starting in verse 31, it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is another passage that I just cling to because there is so much truth in this, so much encouragement in this. Again, talking about there's no one to condemn us anymore now that we are right in God's sight. And then just being reminded that... um, That God and his love is all that matters. And God and his love is the thing that doesn't change. And we can cling to that. Um, I just, I love that so much. That's so good. I really encourage you to go through and read all of Romans 8 beginning to end. I considered doing that and I want to do that. But, I mean, I almost did do that. But there is a decent bit more. And I just encourage you to read it. Really all of these chapters. All right, now I want to hop forward a couple books into James chapter 1. And um, just the first, or well, not the very first verse, but like verses 2 through 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing." That's definitely something to cling to um, in trials. A couple of things I want to point out. It says when, not if. It says when you meet trials, not if you meet trials. Um, but we have the promise of that uh, when we meet trials, we can know that the testing of our faith is going to produce steadfastness and that that steadfastness can have its full... We need to let the steadfastness have its full effect, that it can be perfect... Oh my word, I'm so misspeaky. That we can be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. Those are the little things like I wanna edit out, but at the same time, when other people misspeak, I find it kind of like endearing. So I'm like, oh. It's like we're having a conversation and like they misspoke and it's not a big deal. So I'm gonna try to leave that in. Okay. Anyway, um, I wanna read through um Psalm twenty-seven next, which is a really, really important chapter to me. It's one that I have clinged to for a long time. I keep using the word cling, but I mean, I like it. It fits what I mean. Like, it means, like, holding tightly onto something. And, like, it's so dear to you that you, like, hold it closely. All right. Um, Psalm 27. Again, please just read through the whole thing. I'm only going to read through, um, through verse 4. All right. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Y'all, I love that so much. Mm. Ah, the one thing he asks of the Lord is that he can dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. I just love that. This is something I come back to a lot when I just need to be comforted um, in uh, remembering I need to be comforted, and I need to be remembering that um, God has me, and that is the ultimate comfort, the ultimate joy, the ultimate everything. all right. so I just read a whole bunch of random uh, passages just that comfort me, and I read them in hopes that God will use them to also comfort you, and now I'm going to hop into some practical tips. So, my bad days... Tend to be more like mental health bad days, if that makes sense. It's not really like stuff that's going on around me, it's stuff that's going on inside of me, and it can feel like you can't control it, right? But these practical tips, like these actionable steps, are really what I notice help me kind of feel back like my normal self, if that makes sense. So, everyone's gonna have different tips, different, um, different bad days, you know what I mean? But these are what helped me, and I'm gonna share them in hopes they will help you. They're very elementary, very simple, but um. There really will have helped me a lot. So, the first one is pretty obvious, pretty essential, and that is just to pray and be in the Word. I know it's really hard, and I know it feels good sometimes, even to like skip out and be like, you know what, I'm not gonna like make time for that today. But, um, nothing is as rejuvenating, nothing fills us up as much as that. And, um, even when it doesn't feel like it, which that's the hard thing for me is like when I don't feel like, um, it's worth it like making the sacrifice of time is worth it but um god promises that we will be rewarded for seeking after him and even when you don't feel like it's a good thing to do even when you don't feel like it's fun or you don't feel his presence just show up seek after god and he will um draw near to god and he will draw near to you so that's really all I have to say about that just like go go pray go be in the word it can be 5 minutes it could be 5 hours like just go whatever you have go sit with him. So my second tip is to exercise and slash get outside. For me, mentally, this like is a game changer, okay? I feel like a different person after I work out. Maybe like a little bit too much. Like I sometimes I feel like I'm like in such a better, such a worse space when I don't exercise. And um, again, I actually want to do a whole episode on like exercise And like taking care of our bodies in that way because I have really changed my perspective on that a lot over the last few years but one thing I still I still know is that it is a mental health game changer for me and I just feel like a million times better. I don't even know how to explain it, but just endorphins, okay? God is really cool, and he gave us exercise as a gift. That's that's what I think. So I would really encourage on, like, those hard days to do something. It could just be taking a walk around the block. It could be doing a real actual workout. It could be going to the gym. Like, whatever whatever you do. Stretching, I don't know. Whatever people do, just I definitely encourage it. Um, and then my next tip is to express your feelings to others, but only after you've processed those same feelings in prayer. Again, this is something I feel like I could really do a whole episode on. But I think that our uh, our our generation really likes to process and vent and rant to one another instead of God. And I get it because when you process to others, very often you are validated. Um, You're told that however you feel is true, that you should feel that way. Um, and when you go to God and his word, sometimes, you know, you're going to be convicted. And sometimes he's going to rebuke you. And sometimes he's going to tell you, you know what, this is not a, uh, a thought that is Christ-like. And you need to make it obedient, take it captive. So I really think that's an unhealthy thing is processing to others before you've prayed about it. Um, I find just personally... If I go and pray and get in the word about an issue or something that I'm struggling with and then go to others, first of all, I'm so much more level-headed and loving when I discuss the situation or my emotions or whatever is going on. Um, But then I also, it's a much more beneficial conversation with that other person because I've actually thought about it and processed it. Instead of processing on the fly, full of emotion, maybe I'm prone to gossip, prone to be mean to others. Um, prone to exaggerate versus processing it out with God first and also that's a really just like beautiful time to go to God and be like you know what? I'm choosing to process this with you I'm choosing to give this to you first before I go to my friends before I go to my significant other I'm choosing to go to you and I think that's like a really beautiful way to build that intimacy with God as well so um but yeah once you've processed it with God I really do encourage you to lovingly truthfully christ likely (laughs) express your feelings to a friend or a family member if that's over facetime or you can actually get together physically or you go just hang out watch a movie like whatever you do just like some quality time with others to kind of express how you've been doing how you had a hard day or a hard situation or like whatever you're going through can be a really game change a big game changer then my last tip is to get outside of yourself and to serve someone else um ask yourself how can you love on those around you it's really to get get outside of yourself your problems and see the big picture that is so important i feel like um on my bad days i'm so intertwined it's like if my all my problems are like this ball of yarn <clears throat> all tied together i'm just like in the midst of all of them and like i'm so covered by all my problems it's this big knot i can't even see anything else like nobody else even exists i'm just so intertwined in my issues and my struggles but if you can like get outside of that little yarn ball of stress and problems and maybe go step into someone else's knot and try to kind of help them figure it out and just try to serve someone else it is so amazing it makes you it humbles you it makes you realize that you are not the center of the universe Uh, nothing in fact orbits around you (laughs) it reminds you of the great commission which is ultimately our purpose here am I right um, it's just really, it's beautiful. It's such a good thing. That's like my top tip after like being, being in the word, um, and like praying and processing it out with God, like just get outside of yourself, serve someone else, see how you can help someone else with something they're going through, because there's nothing quite like the feeling of serving someone else, doing it in the name of God and knowing that, um, you're putting someone else first and fulfilling the golden rule. All right, that is all that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it encouraged you. It's kind of different. Like, I never really thought I'd do an episode where I'm just, like, reading verses and, like, not really. Like, I don't have a formulated message or thought process that I'm trying to get across. But, um, like I said, I've just been having a lot of, like, hard days. And these are the passages that I comfort myself with. And then I was thinking, you know, why not share it with others? Because you never know who, who needs to hear this as well if it's been helping me so much. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.